Welcome back to New Rockstars. Shang-Chi's trailer is here, right before the Falcon the Winter Soldier's finale. So how will this Disney Plus series set up the MCU beyond this final episode to the upcoming bigger titles like Shang-Chi, like Black Widow? Is it pretty much guaranteed that John Walker will say something offensive and piss off everyone in the Ten Rings? I think so. I, I think that guy does not care about his words that closely. And uh, the Ten Rings, you do not want to offend them. Uh, I'm Eric Voss. This is Rogue Theory. With me today to go rogue is friend of the show, comedian and writer Jessica Clemens. Hi. Hi. Welcome <laughs> Hi. back. So Thank good to you. have you back. So happy to be back. I'm going to put on these sunglasses. Does oh, it make my outfit it. look cooler? Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I like this is a look. Okay, I'm gonna keep them on. <laughs> just keep adding things throughout the show and <laughs> just it's just going. gonna get better and better. Yeah, let's keep going. What's going on? <laughs> Perfect. Also with us returning to the show from Gamertag Radio and Kind of Funny Network, Paris Lily. Welcome back. Hey, thank you so much for having me back again. Really excited for today's topics. Yeah, I'm excited as well. And uh, rounding out the panel, friend of the show, returning guest, Tom Michelson. How's it, fam? Um, I don't have any glasses like Jessica, but I got my Winter Soldier uh, hoodie on, so Ooh. I'm ready to talk some cap. A oh, little bit of a bl nice. uh, blood blood on my cap shield, getting ready for this finale. So let's, <laughs> oh let's do it. Oh my god. Let's do it. I'm ready. You are geared up and ready to go. All right, so let's talk about the Falcon Winter Soldier and uh, Shang-Chi and how they might be connected. So Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, they released this trailer introducing us to Shang-Chi and his father Wenwu, aka the Mandarin, who's a leader of the criminal empire known as the Ten Rings. And uh, right now we're kind of looking at the finale of the Falcon the Winter Soldier, which ha is a series with a lot of loose ends regarding the mm -hmm. Southeast Asian criminal haven of Madripoor and the mysterious power broker. Now, maybe by the time you are watching this episode of Rogue Theory, you might have some answers to some of these questions uh but how is the falcon and the winter soldier setting up all the big chapters ahead for the mcu uh characters like shang chi uh like uh natasha romanov and black widow even though that's going to be set earlier it seems like a show like the falcon and the winter soldier is a very grounded story so it's going to be setting up things like shang chi like a uh, secret invasion perhaps so uh, i want to hear from you guys how do you think uh, how do you think this series is really opening up the mcu to these corners of stories that are set on Earth. Well, I think that um, there's, there's, you know, especially from that trailer, there's so many things that you could gleam off of that tie into different parts of the MCU. Like even just little moments of like, what well, that warrior battle, like their weapons are glowing, and it's like, is that like kind of like Mordo's, um, you know, the his staff mm -hmm. that he had where he could imbue it with some mm -hmm. magic and. Um, and never mind, you know, the, the thing you've already pointed out on the show about that maybe going back to Madripoor. And so I think that, yeah, this is going to, I think that maybe the end of the show is going to try to set some seeds for some things coming up. Um, and one of the things I was thinking is that, you know, I do agree. I think they're going back to Madripoor. And I wonder if Madripoor is actually maybe the Mandarin's HQ, uh, where he operates his criminal empire out of. Uh, because, you know, that's a that's a kind of a lawless place where maybe he can operate without any interference. Mm -hmm. He has access to all the deadliest assassins on the planet. Maybe some of them even help train uh, Shang-Chi. And then uh, and in that way, as Wen Wu, you know, maybe this public facing non-criminal persona, he can move freely throughout the world without people really realizing that he's a Mandarin. Mm -hmm. And that could mm -hmm. explain why an evil organization like AIM didn't even know he was real, you know. Um, and, and then, you know, there's precedent for that, too, and other things, like how Lex Luthor can become president, even though he's, like, a supervillain, because he's got kind of those two personas. Yeah, so I wonder, yeah. I, think that, I think that we might be seeing a lot of, without realizing it, some, the, some, uh, some of the groundwork for the future of the MCU coming through. Yeah, I would build off of exactly what you're saying, that I, I think a lot of this is we're going to find out that the Mandarin 
has been touching everything in the MCU the entire time. And like you said, with Madripoor, I mean, this is just this, this criminal place where a lot of criminals and activity and things happen. And I think the tie that could bring this back into the Falcon and Winter Soldier, he very well may be the power broker or the power broker is associated with the Mandarin. And then we find out that Sharon Carter as an extension is probably involved somehow. Um, because the whole thing with the Mandarin, if we take this all the way back to the beginning of the MCU, it's about power. What was the 10 rings trying to do? They wanted the Stark tech, right? Mm -hmm. When we look at the Falcon and Winter Soldier, what is the power broker trying to do? He wants mm -hmm. the super soldier serum because it's power. So you, you tie that into the 10 rings and just everything that's going with him. He's assembling all the power in the world because ultimately he's going to make his big play at some point is, is my assumption here. And then Shang-Chi, I always screw up the name wrong, so I do apologize, <laughs> but Shang-Chi um, obviously plays into this because they've they've changed his origin a little bit, that it's the mm -hmm. Mandarin son. So now we're probably going to have that whole Vader, Luke Skywalker moment with them, mm -hmm. and he's going to be in opposition to what the Mandarin is is attempting to do with his crime syndic. So, so yeah, mm -hmm. I think his tentacles are everywhere in the MCU, yeah. just, just touching everything. I mean, I think that is the most uh, satisfying answer to who is the power broker. Now, again... I could be wrong. That's kind of been the theory drum I've been beating is like, mm. uh, I just think the power broker feels like a Mandarin type figure, even though the power broker could be anyone. It could be just some unknown person. Um, I just think like, if you're going to reveal it to be someone else we know in the MCU, someone involved with the 10 rings, knowing that the 10 rings is going to be in another movie this year seems like the most apt way to go uh, based off what we already know the 10 rings to be, what you guys have been saying. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I think it is. And, and the, the 10 rings answering that question, of who is the real Mandarin is a question that Marvel fans have had since Iron Man 3 uh, and since that All Hail the King short. Like, the way they had Trevor Slattery, it felt like a joke, but it really shortchanged the coolness of the Mandarin and what they could be. It felt like Iron Man, the movie's kind of backed away from that. And now Shang-Chi, like, uh, again, I just said Shang-Chi because it's still in my head. Trying to try to get it right. Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. Feels like they could answer it in a way that mm -hmm. uh, uh, gets people really excited for what's coming next. I just want to say really quick, because I already said it before, I'm really sleepy. I just woke up. So I'm sorry <laughs> that I'm talking very slow. Um, okay, we got you. I, we got you. I'm so tired. It's not because it's 420. <laughs> I, I promise it's just because I'm really sleepy. So, <laughs> so I agree with everyone. I think I agree, but I also disagree because this is my uh -oh. theory. Okay. So okay. I think, okay, so I think Madripoor is a big connection. Like, obviously, it's like where all crime is. So it's like, of course, the Mandarin has his hands in it. But I also don't think it's his, like, I don't think he's the power broker. I think I what I would love to see Sharon Carter being the power broker. And she's, I want her to be a good person. So I do want her to be working undercover so deep that she somehow got into the Mandarin's level of the Ten Rings. Okay. But... I don't know if that's that's plausible because that man is ancient and has been uh, he knows everything. He's godlike. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. I do think that Madripoor is going to be a big connection. But I think the big connection for Madripoor is literally just the estranged sister. He's just going to Madripoor to go find the sister. I think the sister's mm -hmm. in the heart of it all. And so that's why we see that fight scene in the middle. I think that um, there obviously there's going to be a lot of crime there, but that's also where the sister's laying low and trying to be on the hideout. Mm -hmm. So I think when... Shang-Chi. <laughs> We're all pronouncing it completely wrong or, or uh -huh. right. One of us <laughs> must be right. Um, when he shows up there, that's why he's just doing that fight scene with his sister. I think that Madripoor is just going to be like the side part. It's going to mm -hmm. be like, oh, remember this from Falcon and Winter Soldier? 
yeah, he has crime people here too. But I think when with your um, breakdown, boss, that castle that he took over millions of years ago will be that castle that they're using as the headquarters. Yeah, yeah, or not so, millions. Millions of ancient humans. Maybe millions. Maybe millions. Who knows? Maybe a thousand. Um, It's a powerful ass bracelet. But yeah, maybe. Two billion. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Two billion. So, um, you guys, give me a break. And so, (laughs) I'm drinking a cold brew and a a, a celebratory 2021 graduation cup. I graduated in 2016. (laughs) No. So I think that I think that <laughs> shut up, boss. I think that's gonna be the main part. Um, uh-huh. But I, I'm, 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 I mean, with that, I, I feel like my theory is kind of lame to be like Sharon is probably just being there, trying to do undercover stuff. Madripoor is literally just there for the sister. But I do think that he's so big that we have to give the Mandarin such a big like entrance that I don't think I think Mad Madripoor is too small. I think it's gonna yeah. be like. It, God, it has to be huge. I'll, I'll just say, just going, following up what you're saying about Madripoor, because you do bring up a great point as far as that, that wouldn't be the Mandarin's headquarters, so to speak, because obviously, again, Eric, great breakdown that you had, the castle and everything mm-hmm. that, that we already saw, that's most mm-hmm. likely where his, his origin, his base is going to be. But I, I kind of think of Madripoor as, and I keep using Star Wars references, I'm sorry, but the Tatooine of the MCU, yeah, so yeah, speak. no, yeah, Most absolutely. This kind of gives yeah. us the place where yes. all the criminals go, where all the Scum shady stuff is going. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So I agree with maybe that. that's it. But now I am going to push back a little bit on your Sharon Carter thing because I truly hope she isn't really undercover and and just this is the deepest of bad. deep fakes Same. of all time. <laughs> I hope she has just completely broke bad. I hope that Civil yeah. War made her go. You know what? Screw you guys. You guys all got off. I, I'm just, it's like deep cover. If you remember that movie with Larry Fishburne back in the nineties, but she started off a good guy and now she's a, she's a, she's a villain. I, I really hope that, you know, I, I think I, that would be an interesting twist yeah. and, and mm-hmm. a different look at a character we already know. I'd want her to be the villain, but I don't think she, which is, people are going to come at me, feel free. I don't think she is capable of like the manner he, those people are just murderers. They're just killers. Like they don't need like a motive. So it's like, she's, so you're just going to start killing people recklessly. I feel like you still have an ounce of like morality in your heart. So I don't know I don't if, she know would if go, they're you know? reckless. They seem pretty precise in their targets. <laughs> About you know? who they didn't killing? kill Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. They knew to use Tony Stark yeah. to build them an, another mm-hmm. super weapon. Like, uh, and she was pretty John Wick vicious in those shipyards. Let's admit, that's a new side of Sharon Carter we had seen. <laughs> but those are bad people. I don't know. I feel like in the comics, he seemed more like ruthless. To be fair, I was going off the comics that are sure, not sure. being combined to the new series, I don't think. I uh-huh. think we're going, because I was reading like the 1975 ones where I'm like, sure. this isn't even the same person. So, but <laughs> he, he just seems like re- not remorse. Like he has no remorse. I really like, I really like the idea about the sister. I hadn't thought about that. And that would be yeah. really fun if the sister yeah. was, the power broker because one of the things that i didn't Ooh, like is cool. if the power broker is someone we already know like let's say it's the mandarin well he's the mandarin and the power broker you know or sharon carter and it's a power broker it's like it would be fun if it was maybe someone new that we didn't know but also i don't think it would be i don't think it would be like a like a not well-known actor like how they you know dr nagel like it was probably going to be somebody mm-hmm. well-known but also maybe not be a a-list reveal that because they just yeah. did that with the last episode um, one theory I wanted to um, I wanted to propose, if you will, maybe even a rogue theory, if you will. If we're going off of that theory that it's going to be somebody we already know, um, I think that there could be somebody that we've already met that has the resources 
and the Reach, and just so happens to have some connections to the Mandarin that could be the power broker, <gasps> and someone who I would think would be so fun to see, I really want and I hope the power broker is Justin Hammer. And okay. here's why. So, you know, at the end of the All of uh, the All Hail the King spot, we saw that he was at Seagate with you uh-huh. know, Trevor Slattery. Um, and maybe when he got broken out, maybe he was able to escape too, uh, running off and maybe he ran off to Madripoor. And since losing the arms race, really, to Tony, as far as enhancing people with armor, you know, he could have shifted into enhancing people with the serum, you know, or other ways. And, and that's how he kind of became this power broker. Now he gets to live it up and be rich. At that club, dancing every night, you know, probably complimentary lollipops <laughs> at the door. Yeah, you know, Rockwell's gonna work in a day. Yeah, dance yeah, sure. and and yeah. the other thing I was I remembered is that you know um, he uh, you know one of the things that he did in Iron Man too is he flew in ice cream from San Francisco, and you know what's one of the most famous desserts in SF Ghirardelli's, which was in the the Shang uh, Shang Chi. See, I'm saying around through the Shang Chi trailer. <laughs> There you go. There's two Owned different Shang Chi connections. Yep. Oh, it's Ghirardelli's. Ice cream. Okay, One of your connections is just <laughs> yeah, ice Ghirardelli. cream. Yeah, Ghirardelli. Well, the Ghirardelli the like Ghirardelli's ice cream. Ghirardelli. Ah, okay. It's, yeah. What? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Disney doesn't own it. Now, I I like your Justin Hammer take. That that that's a great twist <laughs> yeah. on it. So so I, I it would be a fun thing if if that turned out to be it. But I, I'm still holding on to dear life that it's Zola. I want it to be Zola. Oh, yeah. I know. Yes. I, just, I, know. I want it to be him. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's, he is someone, but then he's no one at the same time because right. he's basically yeah. just an AI this entire mm-hmm. time. And he's been the one that's been, been manipulating everything. And then maybe the Mandarin is, you know, associated with them to bring that tie in. But yeah, it, it, it's going to be an interesting reveal once, once we get that on yeah. who the power broker is. What are the motivations? Mm-hmm. Why, are, why is he or she doing what they're doing but um yeah it's, it's gonna no, be i love the zola theory too but i was I, you know, just thinking about zola. it more yeah i'm like i don't want to be mephistoed again like because i was so <laughs> right, hardcore with that yeah, i know not because of you, i was on my own mephisto train from day one but i'm just saying like you know what like and but zola would make sense because he's tied to captain america in that story and i love how in this show they're working in so many parts from the score uh from henry jackman's score to mm-hmm. other side characters and and to bring him back mm-hmm. with the body and the tv oh sign me up that would be <laughs> that would be legit yeah. to bring him back as the body with the tv yeah. I, i'm gonna steal one half of tom's theory and i want to believe it's the sister now because that'd be really <laughs> sick because i feel like this well, that was your wanted... theory i was repeating it yeah okay so never mind you yeah. guys i didn't steal tom's theory it was my theory so yeah. <laughs> i i would love for the power broker to end up being the sister and we see that in September. I, I know yeah. that's so I feel like they're gonna release who the power broker is by the sixth episode for yeah. sure. But if they don't, then I'm gonna hold on to that that balloon that it's the sister, and that'd be really tight because she's trying to get redemption. Yeah. I'm gonna be super surprised if when we're watching this episode tonight, you know, um, that if they reveal anybody that we just saw in, in the Shang-Chi trailer in the episode, just because like Tony Leung is a big name in a lot of films. Mm. These actors, and if it's if it's just someone who's like, oh, you had to remember them from the trailer, I think people would be like, wait, hold on, who is that actor? But if it's just like the Ten Rings logo, I think that's something yeah, that Marvel fans would be like, holy shit, Shang-Chi yeah. was yeah. all about that. Shang-Chi, oh my God. Uh, I can't punish myself, I'll get there, I'll get there. But man, Zola, oh my God. Look, guys, I was looking out for Zola clues all, all episodes of this series, but at no point was like technology or, surveillance technology or or at any point did a webcam crane around or anything 
if that had happened, you know, I would have been all over it. But like, you know, with WandaVision, we had several clues pointing to witchcraft and satanic yeah. and dark magic and hell demonic stuff. And then at the end, it was just like, uh, but no, we never still didn't did. pan out. Right. It's kind of <laughs> harder to see in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was like hoping it would be as like kind of easy, easy, I guess, whatever to read as um, WandaVision was. But Falcon and the Winter Soldier is kind of hard because there's also so many right. different branches to it. That I'm like, because mm-hmm. the last scene with Torres in the last episode, I was just like, oh, so he's just going to become Falcon. Now we're going to Falcon him. I was like, are we, right. what are we doing? What are we doing? So it's, there's just so much it could be. I'm sorry, I, Zola hasn't shown up yet. Well, I think, I don't think he will. But uh, mm. I think what we're discovering with these first two Disney Plus series is that the arc of the series is being um, crafted by showrunners and directors and writers who are just trying to tell their story yeah. following a character's journey. With WandaVision, it was Wanda's overcoming her grief. With uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, it's about Sam understanding the meaning of the shield and whether he feels uh, worthy of carrying it and whether he feels like he's the right guy to, to carry that shield. Um, and then when it comes to how it sets up the broader MCU, it really is just Kevin Feige being like, do this and this is a post credit scenes. And then everything else we'll just figure out in the exposition of the first act of the next movie, you know? <laughs> so uh, it's really, we just have those, that one or two scenes that come after the credits to really tell us everything we need to know and make the next dozen videos on this channel about. <laughs> well, a, a ton of great stuff there. Um, I'm, it makes me even more excited to go into this uh, to this final episode to see if any of this comes true. Um, you know, we'll be screaming if any of it is right. But uh, all three of you guys had some really great theories there. Let's see. I feel like, uh, Tom, I got to give you some credit for the, the Ghirdelli ice cream <laughs> connection with Justin Hammer. That's, that's a reach, but watch. it's my kind yeah. of reach. Yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> Thanks. Harris, I'm going to give you a point for uh, seeing the connections there with the power broker uh, and uh, but also bringing up the Zola train there because yeah. I think we all wanted it to be yeah, Zola. Yeah, we want it. <laughs> yeah, but you got to have your safety theory and your reach theory, you know? It's just like applying to college. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Jessica, I think you were the first one to bring up the idea of it, of uh, the sister, of Shang-Chi's sister being as important as she is. And that was someone who barely appeared in the Shang-Chi trailer, but, man, if she could be connected, if she could be the power broker, I think that would be a really cool role for her as well. So we can give you a point as well. Mm. Yeah, everything's pink with these on, and it's giving me a headache. But I'm doing it for the I'm doing it for the looks. I'm doing it for the fashion. Hey, the Look through every everything in rose tinted glasses. Eventually, you're gonna get a headache. Right? That's true. Oh. Nostalgia is a poison. Damn, you're my therapist now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, and it's free. But hey, this week we also got some huge casting news for the upcoming Marvel Disney Plus series, Secret Invasion. Everyone's in this show now, so we're going to talk about mm-hmm. what we think they're doing there. But first, uh, we want to thank some uh, people and tell you about some stuff we're excited about. Uh, we're excited to announce that we have a new Falcon and the Winter Soldier inspired shirt and our latest obsession collection over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. This is a uh, Zemo inspired design. It looks great. We rushed this guy out based on the first half of the season. It uh, it seeks to answer the question of who's really pulling the strings. Now there is a limited supply, so you got to grab one real quick before we have to put it back in the dungeon with our previous shirt designs and uh, check out this mid-season shirt. Oh, also check out this shirt that I'm wearing. This is our Anarchy Assembly shirt uh, all other kinds of great merch at newrockstarsmerch.com now 
Uh, we want to thank some sponsors here. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Away Travel, who create thoughtful products for every traveler and every kind of trip. If you're like me, you're itching to travel again and see something that's not just out your window. You know, no matter what your destination style, Away's suitcases, bags, and accessories all come in a variety of colors, sizes, and materials to suit your needs and inspire your future travels. Away products are designed to last a lifetime. If any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced. There is a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. Take it out on the road and put it to the test. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund during that period. Away offers free shipping and returns on any order within the contiguous US, UK, Europe, and Canada. So start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases at awaytravel.com rogue. That's awaytravel.com slash rogue. We also want to thank our friends at Upstart for sponsoring this episode. If you dread looking at your credit card statement every month, <laughs> Upstart can help lift that weight off your shoulders. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personalized loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income, your employment history. This means that they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting in your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash rogue theory. That's upstart.com slash rogue theory. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash rogue theory. And finally, we want to thank ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. Most of us have very little choice in internet service provider because ISPs operate kind of like monopolies in the regions they serve. They use this monopoly power to take advantage of customers with data caps and streaming throttles. And worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and then sell that data to other big tech companies or advertisers. To prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect my devices with ExpressVPN. It's an app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all all of your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server. ExpressVPN is the best way to hide your online activity from your ISP. Just download the app, tap one button, and you are protected. And ExpressVPN does all of this without slowing your connection. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Protect yourself with the VPN I trust to keep me private online. Visit expressvpn.com rogue. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com rogue to get three extra months free. Go to expressvpn.com rogue right now to learn more. All right, guys, let's talk about Secret Invasion. Uh, I'm getting more and more excited for this show as they keep announcing what other big name is going to be in it. The cast for this Disney Plus Secret Invasion series is filling in. We got Olivia Coleman, uh, the, the Queen of England from uh, from Netflix's The Crown, uh, and uh, just a hilarious actress mm. who's been in everything, Oscar winner, uh, as well as Game of Thrones' Amelia Clark, 
Daenerys Stormborn, both of them are going to be in undisclosed roles of the show. Now, we already knew Kingsley Benadir was going to be playing the villain of the series, on top of Nick Fury and Talos returning. You could have just told me Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn were in this show and no one else, and I would watch it. On top of that, we got all these other big names who are filling in. So, uh, meanwhile, we're seeing scrolls everywhere in the MCU. There was the one who appeared in the WandaVision post credit scene. Another scroll appears in the Loki trailer. And then, uh, lately, in the Falcon the Winter Soldier, we got... Uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus says Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine joined the MCU. She has a role in the Secret Invasion Prelude comic. She's actually one of the first people who gets swapped out for a scroll that Nick Fury catches up on, and he realizes that this whole Secret Invasion is underfoot. Uh, so I want to ask you guys: Who do you think everyone is playing, or who like uh, start to cast some of these people for me? And uh, how do we think recent events are setting up the Secret Invasion to really take over the full MCU? Is it well, fair to say that every Everybody's a scroll. That's, yes, that's kind of my thing. <laughs> I Every mean, time sure. I see a, a, a casting, <laughs> I go, "Well, that's going to be a scroll. Like That'll a scroll. be a scroll." I, I mean, my my thing that I've taken from this with Secret Invasion, obviously, Nick Fury's going to kind of be the linchpin for all of this because he has mm -hmm. the history going back to Captain Marvel uh, and understanding of of the scrolls in this world. I think this will obviously be our introduction to some of the bad scrolls that that we haven't seen yet. And we're going to find out they, that over time, they have just almost like Hydra. They've infiltrated everything, even at the highest of levels. The, the skulls are, are or scrolls, excuse me, are there. So that's where I'm taking oh. from it. So when you, you say castings like this, when you talk Olivia Coleman, when you say Amelia Clark, I'm thinking I, I would be I would be bummed if they weren't scrolls. Right. Right. So, yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if Kingsley isn't. Just because he's a villain, maybe he's a human that's manipulating everything mm. that's been going on in the in the background, right? So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it because this is clearly going to change our perception of the MCU because there's a pretty good chance there's going to be a prominent character that we've seen in the past. Turns out it was a scroll the whole time. So yeah. that's what I'm excited about. I think I agree yeah. and disagree. Uh -oh. <laughs> that's every time. How, that's anytime I enter any conversation. I agree, but also I disagree. I do. I think it's going to be the same kind of math where I'm like, oh, this one of them has to be a human. But I think that human's going to be Olivia Coleman. And I think mm. I think ultimately Olivia Coleman, because she's the crown, she's the favorite. She's playing. And like even in Fleabag, she's just like this woman that holds so much power and mm -hmm. her just like her presence presence is already like not like egotistical but it's just like i demand respect so i think she's gonna be a director someone that even if like nick fury comes back he's gonna have to talk to and she's gonna be like no we're not doing this um i don't know what director of what there's so much people coming how about into abigail them. brand director there you go there you go, there you go. i yeah, think thank you thanks i should have said that <laughs> i call i claim it uh <laughs> god damn it i should have said that i didn't even think about that i was like i don't know who it is the person that people have been begging for in freaking wandavision so i think it could be yeah it could be her but then i also think like amelia clark would probably play well i assumed that kingsley would be the um would be the super scroll, the Kalar, whatever. Isn't I, oh. I just assumed he'd be like the strongest scroll of them all. And then uh -huh. I assumed that um, Amelia Clark would play the queen Veronke or whatever, because yeah, she's also Amelia gorgeous and she's great too. for that yeah. role. But yeah. I do think that's where we're meeting with, I, I think Falcon and Willow Soldier will help with the super soldier serum and how there's a bunch of random superhumans in the world. That's the people that they're taking and like dissecting and trying to like mimic. They're trying yeah. to mimic all the super soldiers that are we have now seen in 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. Does this hand mm-hmm. movement help anything? <laughs> but yeah, I, I was think... missing it, but now I get it. Thanks for okay. that. Yeah, so I think that's where it's yeah. coming from. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I'm I'm going to agree with both of you. Uh, I think that um, you know, uh, I think that they're most likely maybe they'll play human cells, but I think they might be the scrolls most likely. I'm I'm, I'm I was thinking the same thing as you, Jessica. That um, Kingsley Bedadier would be maybe a super scroll, and they, we could be setting him up for more roles in Fantastic Four, which is now coming down the line. Because with the Skrulls really uh, coming to a head now in the MCU, that's got to tie into the uh, Fantastic Four at some point. And people were thinking Reed Richards was going to be in WandaVision. I was like, that's a little early, maybe, but I didn't I think was so. that believer. I uh, was that believer. Are, I was like, I, was that I believer. really don't think I was that they believer. would. So now, though, now I'm like, okay, now we could be starting to set some chess pieces in place for uh, the Fantastic Four. Um, and it's funny, before the... Before Amelia Clark was announced, I was like, oh, maybe Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Val will be uh, Varanki because, you know, she, uh, she oh. as a, she, uh, she has a, as a history of as a, being a Skrull in the comics. Maybe she's a Skrull in this universe too. And then if they make her uh, have a relationship with Nick Fury, that would add more stakes to, you know, Nick Fury finding out she's a Skrull and, and wh- how that comes to a head in that show. Um, but now that they've got Daenerys on board, I'm like, oh, well, that's, she's gotta be Varanki. And the, and Olivia Coleman, you know, another queen on the show. I'm like, so maybe, maybe Olivia Coleman will be like the queen scroll who's like in charge of yeah. everything. Yeah, kind of my yeah, yeah Daenerys yeah, yeah. is like the yeah. up and coming young uh, queen and, and, you know, through uh, her own will and strength will end up taking over and, and then now Daenerys will be the one to uh, invade mm-hmm. earth and start all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um. Yeah, so I like, I like both those series, and I think that uh, I think it's going to be somewhere in between there. That's the one thing that I'm confused about is it, when Contessa showed up in Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was like, "Where is she going?" And right. I'm still Me like too. very confused. Like, well, yeah, she's going to be in. Well, do you know? Do you know? <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I, 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 knows. I, I, no, well, again, I'm I'm just holding on to to my hope, and I'm sure it'll be crushed when Episode Six comes out. I think she's acting on on and she's acting as a lieutenant for thunderbolt ross i think she's putting together that's what i was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. that makes sense that makes yeah. sense okay i was so confused i was like where is your like character gonna go in this i was yeah, so I like confused when she so showed which, up obviously we know oh, the, the, okay. the legacy that potentially she could show up mm-hmm. in secret invasion and everything oh, on that but right. it seems to me the bigger play especially since we know she was supposed to be in black widow we saw the conversation she had with john walker we know where um we know where uh, Zemo is headed to the raft, which is controlled by Ross. Right. It almost seems like she's acting on his behalf to set up his own group to be able to do the things that, you know, uh, Falcon and, and Bucky would be unwilling to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 100%. We have a, when we're taping this, it will be tomorrow when it comes out. But by the time you're watching this, it'll be yesterday's video. Yeah. I, I tried to piece together the, all the clues we saw for how she could be involved in a Thunderbolts plot. And to me, it just seems like the fact that she's eager to recruit John yeah. Walker, mm-hmm. a super soldier juiced up guy, uh, and the fact that Zemo's going to the raft, it's kind of, we have like these two strands of things that are going in kind of similar yeah. directions. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if like, they would have named her Victoria Hand if not for the fact that like Victoria Hand was already in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they didn't want any confusion there. Uh, mm. And two, if Olivia Coleman is playing Abigail, Abigail Brand, they didn't want to just have two similar sounding new stunt castings in the MCU yeah. of Abigail Brand, Victoria Hand, you Brand know. And hand. Yeah. In screenwriting, yeah. you kind of try to change up your characters' names as much as you okay. can. One other um, theory that I had and I'm wondering is I still, I, I agree that you know, Marvel's really been planting the seeds for some kind of scroll action. Like every 
property we've had up to this point has a scroll stinger if not they're part of the they're part of the movie itself so yeah, yeah. i was thinking kind of like the comics uh, how it ended civil war to kind of lead into secret invasion I was, my my other theory that relates to the winter soldier is what if you know sharon carter who's maybe the power broker she's obviously broken bad she's evil what if she will be revealed to be a scroll uh-huh. um you know and that could explain the bad behavior and if she dies in this and then this next episode, which you might already know if you're watching, or if not, it's coming out tonight. If she dies, like, you know, then her scroll body could be what brings them to be like, what's happening? And that could be the stinger. Kind of like how that's, the, that's a fun the one. Pagon, Pagon, I think is the name of the scroll who was Electra, who was the, served the same purpose. The Electra scroll mm-hmm. that when she died was the scroll and revealed that what's going on, we have this, what's uh-huh. happening. And I think Sharon might be able to fit that role too. And that would then give you know, uh, more credence to why Sharon Carter's acting so weird without hitting the nail on the head of she's the power broker, okay. right? Yeah. Or okay. something else happening. I mean, I'll say going into this series, I like Sharon Carter was up at the top of uh, the list I had for who would be a possible role just because she's such a, a blank canvas, you know? Yeah, or, totally. You know, and she's been around for a while. We know Maria Hill has uh, in the past swapped around with a scroll. Um, but like at this point, who do you guys think? If not Sharon Carter, uh, like for me, like Rhodey's kind of at the top of my list. I always now. thought that. Yeah. 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 He's been a big one for me. It, and and they would give you that tie back all the way to, to Iron Man 1. That here's, here's Tony up. Stark's best friend who's a scroll the entire time. Look, that'd be messed up. <laughs> this, is the part, this is the part of Secret Evasion that I know I'm going to be so frustrated in, and I'm sure everyone will be, of being like, are they human or are they scroll? Like, of just uh-huh. constantly being like, oh, what are they? Are they human or are they scroll? One thing I kind of thought a while back was that, yeah, similar to the, you know, to the War Machine, like, that they would treat some of the recasting they had to do as a scroll kind of situation, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, so that would make up. sense with the Don Cheadle thing and, you know, but uh-huh. then they would have to then explain more Terrence Howard stuff. But yeah, there, there's, I think they're going to have to pick a lot of uh, characters, like maybe even side people, kind of like how Jarvis in the comics was, ended up being a Skrull, but they can't do that now. Does it but, have to be someone from the, like, original core? <laughs> the original core? It doesn't core. have to. From I just core. feel like it that's where... It could be someone that's coming up. Yeah, I think both, right? Like, I think it's going to be new people who come to the scene. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you got to think what made Secret Invasion so exciting in the comics is, like, people who had been with for years. Yeah. And I think that's what excites Kevin Feige and the people working on the show the most about it. Like, who in the MCU? That's who in the I, MCU yeah. could we reveal to be a scroll without pissing a bunch of people off? That's kind of the right. dance. Right. That's know? true. I mean, and they could be going. That's why I liked Veronica a lot, because when she was playing uh, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Right. Yeah. So, but, the, and also, they don't have to follow the comic but though i think news sources have been like this is the one that like follows the comics really well and completely i don't know if that's true but it, i i think they could still change up those things slightly like she could be playing she wouldn't be like monica but she could be don Cheadle. she could be she could end up being Rhodes the entire time yeah i mean and it's kind of hard because yes super scrolls exist but that's like a mm. step beyond just revealing someone's a shape-shifting alien they're gonna true. have to start with true. someone who's true. just true. like presumably a normal human a normal who maybe person. has access to advanced tech like Rhodey happy. does happy could be a scroll yeah happy yeah. could be a good oh, scroll. Wow. that would be a happy good would one be a great i didn't scroll. think of that yeah. yeah but that's why i was thinking that you know it would be so, like, like Val would probably be a good contestant because Amelia Clark is great and fantastic. But what the the fun part about uh, Veronica is like you know she was somebody now she's somebody else. So it would have to just be switching an actor, and all of a sudden yeah. it's Amelia Clark, and now I'm the one who's been the scroll the whole time. Versus if it's someone like Val or even you know um, you know War Machine, it's someone you know like it's someone we've 
we know and are already attached to in that sense you know and it's not and it's not just yeah. morphing into amelia clark it's like mm -hmm, some other mm -hmm. actor and some other person that we've already seen real talk yeah. yeah real talk was it was it you just now jessica who said happy hogan could be a scroll yeah uh i'm gonna give you a point for that that <laughs> is i want favreau I like that. I like favreau's that. looking in a mirror shape-shifting to a scroll would be such an amazing reveal <laughs> and wouldn't piss off anybody people would be like oh whatever he was kind of a slug <laughs> All right, let us now look ahead to our rogue questions. We have a couple questions. Uh, everybody can answer these. So are you guys ready? Okay, so Zack Snyder revealed in an interview over the weekend that the original title that he wanted for Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice was Son of Sun, Night of Night. I'm going to so, fight him. <laughs> what? My question is, what is the most pretentious title you can think of for Batman that v is, Superman? That's really pretentious. <laughs> that is honestly the most... Pretty pretentious. So stupid. If I knew him, I'd walk to his house right now. <laughs> and say thank so you? Stupid. Or what would you say? Oh, say, oh, stupid. No, <laughs> I'd slap him. Say, let's say, uh, uh, Zach, let's sit down. We know you're good enough. You can come up with a better title than that. The son uh, but son that is still better than BVSDOAJ. <laughs> oh, God. A, a, a more pretentious title than that. Okay, let me think. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> what if it, oh, it's so stupid it makes no sense what if he called it like <laughs> earth wind and fire and then he's playing earth wind and fire on the trailer <laughs> soundtrack and each earth wind and fire represents <laughs> one of the members of the league of the justice league of the trinity <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know which one Batman would be Earth. I guess uh, uh -huh. put uh, put uh, Wonder Woman as a as a wind. Fire. <laughs> uh, no fire, no fire. fire. No, that makes more sense. That fire. Okay. Um, and then Superman could we wind? I guess. But then like they could add water, and it would be Aquaman. I don't. I, I'm trying to think of something so corny and stupid. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. And it's like, do you remember? But in like slow motion. <laughs> okay. We'll slow it down. <laughs> Dark piano cover yeah. of it. Okay, and then it fades. This, this is probably terrible, but what if it was something like Sun, S U N, falls to the night, K I N G H T. I don't know. That, it's just terrible. <gasps> oh, it's good. That one's better. <laughs> um, Pretty pretentious. Yeah, that's up there. I was, I was going between two. It could be, well, it could be like. Superman and Batman Returns to play on both of those oh. movies that have a returns. Mm -hmm. Or oh. or you could just not even call it Superman Batman versus Batman. You can call it just Dawn of Martha and nothing else. And everyone will have to be what is the title of that? And it won't be till the end that you are to that pivotal moment where you find out that this was the it. Dawn of Martha. I have a second one to add to mine. So okay. what if he because I thought about it. What if he just stole another title and he called it Nightman Cometh? And, and only fans of It's Only It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia knew what he was talking about, but they're talking about Batman coming back. Nightman Cometh. Uh, I'm trying to think of something as stupid as the Sun and Sun one. I'm very upset uh -huh. about it. How about a play on Lois, Lois and Clark, the TV show? So mm. it's, it's Bruce and Clark. The fight for justice. <laughs> the new adventures of super I, friends. I love the yeah, idea of yeah. Lois yeah. and Clark, super like friends. Lewis yeah. and Clark. Yeah, just the super friends there. Yeah. I'd actually could do that too. <laughs> Lois and Clark. Oh my god. I love this. Uh, many great answers there. I have to give the point to um, the Nightman cometh. 
Honestly, slightly better than his original idea of the title. He is yeah. so stupid. Zach, why would you do that? Oh, like, he's my friend. Come Zach, why would you they do that? They are coming for you. I the love, comments. okay, don't get me wrong. Go ahead. But that title is ridiculous, you guys. <laughs> that title's ridiculous. It feels right, like a first draft. She's right. Yeah. Feels like a first draft. First draft. It was. It was. It was definitely like the he made the script and then he's like, damn, I got a freaking title this. <laughs> yeah. And waited like he drank like four cold brews and was like, okay, cool. Titles <laughs> are hard. <laughs> titles are hard. Leave it. Leave it to the marketing people to come up with titles. I don't know. Here's my story. I You guys make me feel like the people are going to come at me on the comments. I got in a fight with a bunch of people yesterday because their favorite Batman is the George Clooney Batman. Who are these people? Okay, how thank do you, they? Thank you, how thank dare you? you, thank you, thank you thank how do they figure thank out how to you. use Twitter? Thank yeah. you. Thank, oh my God! I'm gonna clip this and I'm gonna share it everywhere. I was like, y'all. I thought we all knew that that one was like the funny. No, they one. were trolling you. No, they, they were. No, they got a bad credit card. Alvin, no, you hear no. this? Yeah, Alvin, they're, you hear this? No, a bad credit card. No, Alvin. I'm listen here, Alvin. On the clips, I am so. Thank you. I was taken. Thank you, you guys. Glasses are on. She's serious, yeah. guys. Um, <laughs> all right, we have one more question. So the Oscars yeah. are this weekend. So your challenge is you can give out any Oscar you like, including a made-up <gasps> category to a film that you liked oh. in 2020. Oh, it's not even made up. Sonic the Hedgehog for Best Picture because it's the only movie I saw in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> only in too, theaters, I assume, right? You yeah, can watch stuff on streaming. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> but yes, it, it might have been. It's like one of five movies I got to see in the theater in 2020, for sure. I would give a, a best Oscar performance for uh, best streaming show Cry to Sebastian Stan at the Wakanda Fire. That part where oh. he's getting it wiped from him, I was like, uh -huh. oh, all of a sudden this show just got so real. <laughs> and I feel so, all the, it's like, oh, it's not a comic book show anymore. I feel, I feel so bad for this guy who's been hurt for so long. And I was like, Somebody yeah. give Sebastian Stan an award. I need to see that. I was uh, gonna say along the same lines as Tom and be like, give them like a TV category, like one TV category, <laughs> which you know, if the Oscars did that, they'd wrap in with musical and comedy because they don't know where to put those two for some reason. <laughs> and I think they should give it to um, um, Elizabeth Olsen in WandaVision mm -hmm. uh, because her acting was incredible and she didn't even get anything. You know um, we have an award show for TV, right? No, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking Gordon about. Bloom. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I only watch the Oscars. Oscars are nothing. Yeah. I only watch the Academy Awards. What's wrong with you? Well, as, I got to give the point to Paris. Is the only one who mentioned a movie. For Oscars. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And a movie that came out, I think, actually in 2019. I'm no, Sonic came out February 2020. Whatever. Okay. We all saw it, and we all sure. cried, and we loved it. And okay. it was wonderful. I was ready to fight. I was ready to it fight. It came out 12 years ago in 2020. Yeah, in 2020, yeah. Despite that, Jessica, you have the most points, <gasps> making you the winner of today's Rogue Theory. Woo! Congrats, I don't want to toot my own horn, but this is my second time in a row. 
winning row theory. <laughs> okay. So just say, that. But beep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying right now, uh, where's my check? <laughs> where's my check? It's in the mail. It's in the oh, mail. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Well, that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. This is such a fun episode. I love chatting uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier and Shang-Chi and Secret Invasion with you guys. I can't wait to have you guys back next time so we can uh, see how right and wrong we were about our theories. I'm sure it's all going to be right. Um, thank you so much to all of our guests, uh, Jessica Clemens, Paris Lilly, Tom Michelson. Uh, support all three of them by following them on their social medias uh, and supporting all their various projects. Uh, all three are working on amazing things and very funny, talented people. So support them wherever they are. You can support our channel by uh, checking out one of our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow New Rockstars here on us. Uh, what are we on? We're on uh, YouTube right now. Yeah, that's where we are. But uh, we're on other platforms as well. Follow us there. Uh, and uh, subscribe to us and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.